Welcome back to another episode of Married with Mikes. I'm Chris. I'm Arielle. And we're not married, but we're going to be really soon. We're we're engaged. We're almost married. Almost married with Mike. We're a couple of millennials getting married uh, with some microphones. Which probably summarizes a lot of millennials these days, because doesn't it feel like everybody has a podcast? Yeah, everybody does. Yeah. We're not just gonna, <laughs> on this podcast, though. We're going to talk a lot about uh, our wedding and then after the wedding easing in hopefully it's easy into married life mm-hmm. and Honeymoons. a lot of right and a lot of the things that, that come along with that but we're not going to just talk about marriage we're going to talk about other uh facets of being a, a millennial in your 30s because that's yeah. that's what we're trying to navigate whether we're doing it well or not i don't know but nobody knows everyone's just faking it till you make it i think so the, I that's think, probably going to be a common theme yes fake it till you make it and also that we're aging that's going to be a, a common <laughs> theme uh every every single week Here's what we want to break down today. Should you even get married nowadays if you're in a relationship? Do you need to? Yeah. That used to be an easy answer. It's not anymore. Yeah. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really interesting topic. Um, Really love, love, no <laughs> sarcasm here, that we're talking about it uh, less than three months before we're choosing to get married. So uh, let's really hope that the answer at the end of this yeah. uh, 20, 30 yeah. minute discussion is yes. Yes, you should get married because there's a lot of money on the table. Yeah, uh, a lot of money. We've already told a lot of people that we're doing this thing. Should have had this but conversation yeah. earlier. Yeah, we should have. But mm-hmm. for all of everyone who's considering getting married and, you know, to ease our own uh <laughs> new concerns uh yeah let's uh let's talk well, about let's, if we should get married let's start, we talk with, about the pros? Let's start with the pros because <laughs> those are those will be a little bit easier i think uh for us well because we cho- we're choosing to get we're married we're choosing to get married yeah. but there's a lot of cons and we're gonna get to the cons yeah i'm not panicking you're panicking what let's let's get off the the easy one that everyone's gonna think of right away the legal benefits mm-hmm. those still do exist but they're not as much as they used to be yeah. because you can do a domestic partnership now yeah and i think uh Important clarifying point. Sure. Uh, we are millennials in America getting married. Thank you for so clarifying. Yes. A lot of these the like legal pros yeah. only exist in America, American culture, American family value systems that sort of mm-hmm. create the legal system that we're within. Because I have friends that live in other countries where like they, where? Uh, like Spain, okay. where they don't have the same taxes and the same legalities around marriage. And they're like, well, you know, we're not planning on having kids and we don't want to get married in the Catholic church and we're just not going to get married. And there's no benefit to it. We're close to, I mean, like our society is close to that from yeah. a legal standpoint. Um, if you get the domestic partnership right. though. But yeah. I feel like in a lot of other countries, you don't, you don't even, even have to do yeah, that. Right. That's that, so, is, that um, is a huge, that is a huge difference. There are differences though, between uh, the marriage and an actual marriage and a domestic partnership. I'm going to breeze through these though. If you get married, only with marriage can you inherit your spouse's estate, receive financial support from your spouse, receive social security, veterans, and pension benefits through your spouse, transfer an unlimited amount of assets to your spouse tax-free. I don't have many assets, so this actually doesn't really apply much to us. Actually, no, I do. We have a house. Yeah. So that's, that's an asset. Yes. Yes. Way to go, Chris. You have an asset. <laughs> um, transfer an unlimited... Oh, yeah, I already said that one. Uh, sponsor a spouse for immigration. Well, you're an American. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, and so am I. And then the last one is divide marital assets during divorce. But all the other stuff you can get, hospital visitation rights, all that stuff you can get with the domestic partnership. I would just like to really point out that for that last one, I think it's a stupid way that that's worded mm-hmm. because 
in order to have a divorce in the first place, you have to be married. It's like, true. You don't get a divorce from a domestic partnership. You just have probably a very hard breakup. Yes. But divorce literally means marriage. Yes. But dividing marital assets during what, what's the anti uh, domestic, domestic uh, uncoupling, domestic yeah. un, un together ship. Yeah. But then you just, right. again, that's just navigating a really right. hard breakup. Right. Like I've gone through a breakup where we lived together and had things together it's yes. not like there was like a legal yes. process to, to doing that, to uncoupling. I have to point out, though, that domestic partnerships are not recognized the same in every single state That's or I believe even city across the United States. I think they're, they do very wildly confusing. So if you get a domestic partnership in one state and then you're moving, it's something to look into. Mm, free so, hall pass. Free hall? Free hall pass. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, like, you know, you're in a domestic partnership in New York. You're single once you go to fucking Colorado. Oh, interesting. Maybe we should do a domestic <laughs> partnership. And you want to go to Denver? <laughs> so there are, those, there are those benefits, but you can, I mean, you you could get a domestic partnership. Truthfully, you could, I guess you could do get a marriage uh, secretly. People don't need to know. There's not as much like rigmarole, hoo-ha around that. You know, it can be done pretty pretty quickly. And you can get all of these benefits Yeah. With, with nothing. I know people who've done that. Yeah. Like, but actually both. I know I know a couple who like got a domestic partnership years ago now. Um, they've been together for a long time. They're not married yet. Um, but there were a lot of benefits to doing it. It's not like they like had a party because they got a domestic partnership. Like Oh, why not? What a missed opportunity though to like go out and get a beers. True missed opportunity, but I think all domestic they will beers. get engaged and married down the line. So I think sure. they didn't want to like sure. make that feel less exciting, but it made sense from like health insurance standpoints and stuff. Yes. Um and then I also know like a older couple um, who had been together for like 11 years and we got a phone call um, like, hey, so uh, we got married. My dad was like, oh, you're getting married. Should we come out and celebrate? No, no, we got married. Just, you know, thought you should know. <laughs> like, yeah, just like, hey. but it makes sense because of, you know, all of these benefits and like a lot There's of stuff so around healthcare many. and healthcare proxies and, and mm -hmm. whatever. A lot of it's easier if you're, can say, oh, it's my spouse versus, oh, it's my like long-term girlfriend of 11 years. Right. So like when but you reach a certain age. If you're not moving and you're in an area where you can do the domestic partnership and you don't want to go the marriage route. Yeah. You can get most of them without it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from all the boring legal schmeagles. Legal schmeagles. Legal schmeagles. Oh. Uh, I do think that whether this is. Uh, right or not, mm -hmm. getting married can be a status symbol in life. There are studies that show that uh, in a professional environment, um, mm -hmm. it can make you seem a little bit more mature, mainly because, you know, people don't get married uh, usually that young. I mean, as, as much as they used yeah. to. Um, so you put that ring on the finger and you might see more as an adult, whether it's bias or not, you might. Yeah, I will say, so we got engaged over a year ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think I look fairly young. I don't think I look as young as I've sometimes been mistaken for. The youngest were, of which was 12. Yeah, recently. you were once, it was like three years ago, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you want, someone did think, yeah. you were, just to clarify, you were walking near a middle school. I was walking near a middle school and I did have my hair in pigtail braids, but 
And the crossing guard Guard. thought you were a middle schooler. Yeah. That's my future wife, folks. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. So anyways. I I swear she's of age. (laughs) She is 30. Yeah. Not 13. But I do look like, I think, fairly young. And although usually not that young, like ambiguously anywhere between like late teens into like mid 30s. And um, pre-engagement, there were multiple times I can remember where like people definitely assumed I was like maybe the intern. Mm. And I will say post-engagement, I still don't know if people know exactly how old I am, but no one's like assumed I was like 19 getting college credit for like showing up to my job. Right. <laughs> yeah. It it makes, it, it does add a level of uh, assumed maturity. I also think that professionally it can show that you can make commitment. Mm-hmm. Now you, now you can make commitment. You can commit to somebody as a boyfriend, girlfriend for 50 years mm-hmm. and you were committing just as much. But people, I think, still see we're still at a point where that ring shows more of a commitment outwardly. It does. It's a public display of commitment. Yeah, I guess there's no other way. Like, how would I know that somebody has a boyfriend or girlfriend if they're not wearing their like if it's a long term, you know, we're never getting married kind of thing. They don't wear a T-shirt that says, like, I have a long term boyfriend, you know, so some people tattoo a name on their their back, chest, bicep. Yeah, that's true. That is a real thing. A tattoo is like a really, really long term. We're doing that, I mean, right? On the butt. I have a lot of tattoos. So yeah, like, I'm thinking I want. Uh, I'm, you're you're saying this as a joke. And the thing is, if I hold you to this, you won't do it. And I will. Like if it's not no, somewhere I, I visible. Like, yeah, sure. I'll, once you rip off the bandage on tattoos, like what's another one? I'll get a like a b- old school like biker tattoo, like with your name, like in a in a heart and like an arrow going through it and some like barbed wire. Around it. Maybe. Why is there barbed wire? I don't know. Isn't that what they isn't what they do? I don't know. I don't know. Is that what the bikers do? I don't know. What accent is he, is he <laughs> yeah. doing there? I don't know. I'll get a tattoo on my ass though. Yeah, I don't have any, so but maybe I, I would consider it for you. <laughs> I would consider it. I think it can add a and, and by the way, I, I want to just clarify again too. I'm not saying that all these things are right, mm-hmm. that like people should do this, but it is it does happen. Well, yeah, and Being, I think Oh, sorry. No, you no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, like, and, and I think that when it comes to, like, the commitment thing, like, it's about perception. Right. More so than, like, what's happening inside of the relationship. But if we're saying, totally. like, you get perceived older, more mature, like, willing to commit what, like, maybe a little bit, like, more settled. Right. Whatever. Like, right. those are, that's someone else making assumptions. And it doesn't mean that if you're not married and you're not any of those things, like, that you don't have those character traits. But, like. I think you're hundred percent right that especially with yeah. maybe like the older generation, totally. They see that as like a sign of like, okay, like you're settling down, like mm-hmm. you're ready for, you know, your big right. girl pants. It adds legitimacy to your relationship for a lot of people, mm-hmm. much more than if you're just a boyfriend or a girlfriend in some people's eyes. Again, that doesn't mean that you're not legitimate if you're unmarried, but there are a lot of people who still do hold that view. Yeah. And I think that that's changed a bit over the years, yeah. um, especially like, our generation's getting married a lot later. So like there's couples mm-hmm. who've been together a decade that aren't married yet. And like, they're obviously super legitimate. We all know that, but like, yeah. I mean, it, I'm sure that most people are familiar with the concept of like no ring, no bring when it comes totally. to wedding invites. Oh yeah, And that's not what you and I are doing because we know so many people who have been in these committed relationships who aren't married right. or aren't engaged, but it is really expensive. Every single person that you have at, at your your plate at like yeah. a plate for. And oh, yeah. I totally understand that concept of like where no ring, no bring comes from is like, okay, well, if they're married, there's 
uh, to your point, like a perceived legitimacy to this relationship. There's a right. perceived longevity to this relationship. Even if I'm not close with so-and-so's mm -hmm. spouse or fiance, or I've never met them, right. like they come as a package deal. They're invited to my wedding yes. versus like, oh, it's their boyfriend. Yeah, they've been together a long time, but they live in California and I've never met them. We're not inviting him to the wedding. Like I've never... You know, like, like I think who knows you and how long I, they'll be together. We didn't do no ring, no bring. What we no, did we was didn't. no no live, no bring. Is that true? Kind of. Yeah, because all of the people that are unmarried, that are in very long-term uh, relationships, that are still coming, they all live together. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I honestly see that now as a, a huge, it's almost yeah, replaced yeah. the ring in, in some capacity. Like if you're living together. Yeah, that's also a big, but like. That might've been a coincidence for us that we did that. Yeah, it might be. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but I think there is that perceived legitimacy of that. And I also think like, um, an interesting sort of example is when you and I were dating, um, your brother got married mm. and I wasn't in a single like family photo. And I really shouldn't have been because we'd been dating like a, a year, a year. Point, yeah. like we weren't living together yet. Like nope. I was, did you even know my phone number yet? Well, that's a whole different conversation. That has nothing to do with seriousness. I had your phone number saved in my phone, which still took a couple months, but whatever. Um, but at that point, like I was going to family holidays you and I was been. at yeah. the wedding, sure. but I shouldn't have been in those photos because right. I was a serious girlfriend, but a mm -hmm. serious girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like fast forward, like we're getting married mm -hmm. and obviously your brother's wife is going to be in all of those photos sure. because she's not just his girlfriend of the day or whatever. And it has nothing <laughs> to do with like how long they've been together, how long they've been married. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, she's married. She's a part of the family now. Like this right. relationship is quote unquote legitimate or long-standing like whatever it's almost like, she, like solidified in some weird yeah. way in in a lot of people's minds we won't have to cut her face out if they break up even if they get divorced we'd still leave her in yeah because she's like part of the family now and i think that's the difference she like always if, will if be i was in their wedding photos and then you and i broke up it would be super awkward yeah like, i forgot you're not in those photos no and i and i should we digitally put you in the photos so, no photos are a picture of a of a point in time and mm -hmm. Like not in the AI generation. I hate it. Okay. Anyways, moving on, moving on. But I think that that goes to another potential pro of marriage Yeah, is that, and this is more on the, the inward side of it is it sort of forces couples to forces couples to stay together is kind of a shitty way of looking at it. But like you're making this commitment to everyone around you. You're saying that I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. And Publicly. obviously couples do break up and or, or get divorced. We know that divorce rates are, are pretty high, but often it's not immediate. Mm -hmm. And so to your point of like, yeah, if your brother got divorced, which we're not hoping for that, my gosh, no. you still wouldn't cut his wife out of those photos because she would have been a part of the family for a while. Be you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's a different, It'd be actually really funny though if like all of the wedding photos from our wedding at his house like had a giant hole in them, <laughs> or he just like put in, superimposed like some like cartoon character like I don't know, Bugs Bunny over her. Oh God. Um, yeah. Well, and and just to kind of to add on to that, I don't think that people are just staying together. I wouldn't want people to stay together just because they're married, but I do think that there are some problems that people can can solve, mm -hmm. but don't bother to because it's very easy to just break up. It's a yeah. lot harder to break up when you are married from a legal standpoint, from 
an like, asset like, standpoint. An asset, like yeah. And you, if you, if you did publicly profess your love to somebody, there's almost like an ego thing to being like, mm-hmm. yeah, I invited 150 people to this ceremony. I made them get dressed up in July when it was hot, and I told everybody that I loved this I person. I love getting dressed up. Okay, uh, I sweat, but uh, <laughs> it, that I told in front of everybody I professed my love for this person, and a year later I'm bailing. Like there's almost like yeah. no, I wanna, I wanna make it, and so you might end up finding a more creative solution that actually leads to happiness that you wouldn't have bothered to find because you have that extra motivation. And I'm very like, I'm very anti-institutions that say you can't get divorced. Oh, come on, get out of here. Yeah, that's It's awful. And it keeps people in very unhealthy relationships because sometimes you marry someone and however many, I mean, one, five, 30 years down the line, like things change. Mm -hmm. And I don't think like marriage shouldn't, shouldn't, feel like you're, I don't know. Trapped? Trapped, exactly. Shouldn't be a prison. Exactly, like it it shouldn't. But I do think it's, it, it makes it that extra hurdle, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. mentally and physically. Like it's, it's straight up more challenging to get divorced than to just be like, fuck it, I'm out of here and slam the door behind you. But it also is that like emotional, mental like hurdle. You, you mentioned uh, challenging. I also think, getting married, at least the way that we are, so that the, we're not eloping, is, is challenging. And like the, the planning- planning planning yes. a, an interfaith wedding for 200 oh, of your closest friends yes. is stressful? The, the, planning, <gasps> the planning process is hard. And we're, we're, when we get onto cons, which we will soon, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But the pro of that is that I think if you can get through it, you're, you're set up for like really learning. Like We've had a lot of fights around this wedding. Mm-hmm. So I think probably, well, I know we've had some of our worst fights around the planning process around the wedding. Just, it's, it adds stress. Yeah. And if you can make it through that, you're kind of set up, I think, uh, on a strong foot for the rest of your marriage. Not that it's, of course, people get divorced, but I think it is uh, kind of like a trial. Well, you figure out how you work together, which right. I think is super important. Um whether or not you're now planning on launching a podcast together and actually working together. Is this stupid? I don't know. Yeah. But like you figure out how you work together. You figure out how you problem solve together. You figure out how you conflict manage outside of your personal, like, like I think when you're dating someone and you have conflict, it's usually just between the two of you often. And so like, yeah, you might know how to conflict resolve that, but like now it's like, we're learning how to resolve conflicts with our extended families Mm -hmm. about some like, pretty hairy big topics and like if you can make it through that and you you are on the same page with how you resolve that and you have good communication like you have to have good communication Mm -hmm. those are all skills that translate way past like okay well we had good communication and conflict resolved and now we got married and everything's great and we're never gonna have that again it's like no like Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's gonna be but that's gonna come up again it's gonna come up like if we're buying a house it's gonna come up if I don't know I have no all, idea. All these things, but yes. like the I see the ring as the medal at the end of the marathon. <laughs> this is this is a, a challenge, and then you get the ring, and you're like, "Yeah, I made it." Shiny objects. All of that to say, I think it's a bonding experience going through this with you. I mean, I feel I feel so much more closer to you than I did when we first got engaged. Yeah, and I was already very close to you enough to be like, "Hey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you," and I've only gotten that much, even more mm-hmm. intensely. Uh, you know, bonded with you. Yeah. Through the stress. Yeah. Truthfully. So that, that is a pro. The other ones, um, I think it's kind of cool you get new titles. Husband, wife. I think that's kind of that's kind of fun. 
I like that. It's a free one. It's a free one. Yeah, I'm not really big on labels, so. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm excited to call you my wife. Like, I'm just very excited. No, you're specifically excited to use the Borat voice to call me yeah, your wife. Yeah, you, like, you said you've given me six weeks until you're going to tell me yeah. I got to cut it up. My wife. Yeah, but you're telling me you're not excited to call me your husband. My husband. Yeah. You're not, you're not excited about that? I mean, it'll it's be a, fun, it's but like. stupid, it doesn't mean anything. And maybe this will phase out at some point. But just, I don't know, growing up, it was just always like this like mythical thing. Like, oh, like my mom had a husband, you know, and like my dad had a wife. And like, maybe someday I'll have one of those. Well, and my had... friend had a horse and I wanted one of those, but no one's gotten me one yet. So True. I don't know. I guess I've never had a, <laughs> I've never had a wife before. I've had many, I've had girlfriends before. <laughs> many. I just myself there. I've had girlfriends. all of Rochester. I've had girlfriends uh. before. <laughs> I've never had a, a wife. Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of excited that just to use that. That term, I don't know. That's fun. I I'm, I'm glad it's fun one. for you. I can't be the only one that, that like, the, the first week after getting married was like, it's fun to try out the new term, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know that people, so I'm not changing my name. Um, and right, you're keeping Ariel. I'm, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I thought about, no. Uh, I'm not changing my last name, and I don't like the, like, Mrs. title particularly. Um, also, like, I'm not a teacher mm. or, like, I don't know what like what like I don't go. Is that what you think of when you see your Mrs. Mrs. Madway? You think you're like a second grade teacher? When else do you ever use that type of phrasing? Informal thingies. <laughs> Formal thingies is that yeah. your final phrasing of that? Yes, yes. I don't know. It's not I don't like know. I don't know. Like, like you, no one calls me like Ms. Madway when now. I go to when I check into a hotel. I feel like a baller when they're like, Mr. Devins, your room is ready. So I guess you could. How many? Okay, I basically like live in hotels for work, and no one has ever, ever said, "Miss Mathway, your room is ready." If no you one's just ever me right here, ma'am. I've I've been called Mister. I get ma'am sometimes. I ma don't like ma'am. Ma'am Madway. No, not ma'am Madway. Just ma'am. Could be fun. Oh my god. Anyways, it's not. Well, I, my Mister is not changing. Okay, so well, what I've heard Mister is from from people who have changed their names yeah. is that that's very fun because you're like trying something new on for size. Like That's the same exact thing I'm talking about. I know, about. I'm saying that yeah. I personally don't really feel that way and I sure. also won't have it to the same extent, uh -huh. but I don't think you're alone mm -hmm. because this is something I've heard sure. from friends of mine who've changed their last name. Like it's it's fun to like yeah. have this like new, like the first couple of times you use it, it's like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, you like change Mr. your Instagram handle. Mr. doesn't change, I could be, can I change Mr. to Mysterious? Mysterious Devins. That's what Anyways, I want Anyways, should we get into the cons of getting married? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I want to I just, the last thing before we do that, going off of the titles though, is it can add a level of intimacy that new titles get added to family members. Your mom is now my mother-in-law. Yeah. And I do feel like there is like a level of intimacy that we grow oh, through yeah. those titles. Actually, yeah. I think a pro in general is that when you're dating someone- you're dating that person. And this sort of goes along with what I was saying about conflict resolution. When you marry someone, you are really like you are marrying into their family totally. and you gain a whole new family and all the good and bad that that comes with. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that that's a hundred percent true. The titles are all bullshit, but they're, and they're a mental thing. They're still, they still add that, that intimacy. Oh I no, definitely. There's definitely a difference between like, oh, that's Chris's mom. Oh, that's Chris's brother to being like, oh, that's my mother-in-law. That's my brother-in-law. Is it the possessive language? Because you're not going to be like, I, otherwise, what do you call her? My partner's mom. I guess yeah. like you wouldn't use that. Anyways. Should we get to the cons? Cause they exist. You have to deal with your in-laws. I guess. Well, 
I actually quite like my future in-laws, but I know yeah, that's a me, thing and, for people. And me too. And I, yes, I, I, so, <laughs> all right, now we, we ventured into con territory. You do have, there's a little bit more pressure to deal with the other family. Yeah. So if you're just dating somebody, you can be like, well, we're just dating. Like, I don't want to deal with your exactly. your BS that your mom has given me or your, your or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, insert family member. You can member. just exit the conversation and be like, mm, that's your mom. So it's your problem. Now it's a little bit more like, mm, this is our family. So I guess I should sit in the room and also deal with this situation. Right. There's that classic uh, line of like, well, you married into this. Right. Exactly. Kind of thing. So that's a con. Yeah. No one says, oh, you girlfriended into this. You, yeah, you, <laughs> you dated your way into this. It is um, expensive. I, 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 that's the, I can't, I can't get out of my mind the dollar amount that is being now, now you, you lose that when you elope. Right. Yeah. Which, which we're going to do a separate episode about eloping, I think, yeah, at some yeah. point. And how, like, should we have done that? Yeah. Because, um, yeah. We'll yeah, because I think, like, I know I, I'm, I'm cutting to the chase and we haven't gotten through all the cons. So, like, talk to me in a few minutes and see if I've changed my mind. But I feel like right now where I'm sitting is, like, getting married, especially as a couple in America, makes a whole heck of a lot of sense if you're planning on spending a lot of the future of your mm-hmm. life with that person. But there is, yeah, a whole other can of worms that's like, okay, great, but you can get married by just low-key signing a piece of paper. Yes. Does it make sense to Mm -hmm. throw the party and invite the hundreds of people and do the whole fucking kit and caboodle? And that's what we're talking, right? Like, that's the con. That's where it's expensive. It's not actually expensive to get married. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, no. But yeah, that, that big party, for the amount of people our age who are still in debt. Uh huh. To then drop tens of thousands of dollars, depending on where you live. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. a New York City. I, I'm glad that we don't live in a major city because I'm sure like a New York City wedding would be double what ours oh costs gosh, for yeah. the same uh, value. And I feel like you're setting your potentially unless unless you get because I I keep hearing you get a lot of that back. Fingers crossed in in gifts like mm-hmm. in, in, you know uh, if people give cash because we've been told that's the older generation doesn't like giving cash so they want to buy us. Pots and pans that we don't need. Um, no, we need some of them. Yeah, we need. Some we of need them. a Le Creuset and a new espresso machine. Need well, for actually, anyone that's yeah, listening. No, we do need. The, we do need a new coffee maker too. But um, besides the point, <laughs> you could be setting yourself up to dig yourself an even deeper financial hole. Oh yeah. When you could put that towards a house or something. So something I keep seeing. I follow a lot of like bridal Instagram accounts, and a lot of them will do like submit questions to your story and then people can vote on it and whatever. And a question I see all the time is like, is it worth going into debt for your wedding? And every time I see that, I'm like, "Eh." I don't think it is. It's not in my mind. It's absolutely not worth going into debt for. But the fact that that surfaces so frequently means that it's something that a lot of people are doing or are seriously contemplating doing. Not everyone is, is lucky to have people contribute ahead of time. A hundred percent. We've been lucky. Yeah. That, you know, um, that we've had a little bit of help with the wedding, more than a little, um, and that we had some savings ourselves. Not everybody does, yeah. but everybody, shouldn't say everybody, but there are a lot of people who want to have that type of wedding. Right. Who can't without the debt, and, and they're, they're going to do it. Exactly. And I think when we unpack, like, to have the wedding versus not, like, yes. in a future episode, like, a huge thing that we will talk about is the general societal pressure around 
that big public declaration of marriage and mm-hmm. sort of like keeping up with the Joneses of sure. having the party of it all where people are contemplating going into debt. But yeah, it's freaking expensive. And I know I, so I lived in Boston for a long time um, and I work in events. And when I was living in Boston, I was working in less events marketing, which is what I'm doing now. So like trade shows and stuff, but more like actually planning of galas and that kind of stuff. And like, I mean, Boston prices are astronomically higher than Rochester prices. Wedding prices have a markup on top of like, if you want to throw a nonprofit gala, it's actually a different price point than a wedding reception. The wedding, the same thing, the wedding, the wedding tax. They call it that. Yeah. It's a real thing. They, the internet, they, and Boston's not even the most expensive market. Mm -hmm. Like a New York city wedding is, I mean, I think the baseline for like the venues is probably close to what we're spending on our entire wedding. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. If not more. Yeah. Financially, it's, uh, it, it can be rough if you want to go that, that route. Um, if you are having a, a wedding with a lot of people, there's so many freaking opinions. It is so exhausting. Many. I have aged over the past, uh, let me like, it's literally, I've aged over, I was, <laughs> I've aged over the past year and a half we've been engaged. You're not Benjamin, Benjamin Buttoning? Yeah. Uh, but it's just, there's, and people, they, they all mean well, but it's like, it's like death by a thousand cuts. And some yeah. of them are more like swords, you know, stabs than cuts, but like just a little pin in here, a little opinion there and everybody means well, but it's just like, leave me alone. Yeah. I'm done. Well, and there's like two sides to the opinion thing. There's. The people who have legitimate opinions about your wedding right. and what you should be doing and what you're doing wrong and like they want you to change it and they're invested in some way. Sure. So that's like sure. the family members of it all. Right. Then there's just the general opinions, which are from the people who were a bride last year or are also a bride yeah. or oh, my friend's daughter's getting married and you know what she did that you should do because yeah. it was great. Right, right, or, right. oh, I don't like this, blah, 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 blah. Like, right. And it's like, Ugh. those are, they're, they're trying to be like helpful, but I'm like, I don't care, woman who's the cashier at Target, what your friend's daughter did, but the, they the, always like, the second that they see a ring on your finger, they're like, yeah. oh my God, you're getting married. Let me tell you all my tips and tricks. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You just want to buy this deodorant. Yeah. Did this happen? Was this? This feels a pretty uh, charged. Did you have uh, an actual in, uh, experience at Target? Perhaps. Perhaps. While trying to buy deodorant. <laughs> but no. But there really are opinions, and you can't. You can't really just say like a, a, a blatant like "Hey, f off." When when they're contributing to some of these family members. Well, that's why I'm like, there's even, there's the two right, pools, and, right, exactly. and the family member ones are are. Because they have legitimate buy-in, I think they're the more like long-term stressors of it. Yeah. And like for us, and um, we'll unpack this later too, like we're having an interfaith wedding and that leads to some very strong opinions that are deep-seated and, and important and like yes. Oh, yes. valid and matter a whole lot more than the cashier at Target. But like those little things when like you're already dealing with right. an influx of information, when it's right. like everyone you meet has just like an opinion they feel they need to share. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh my God, go away. I can't even hear myself think anymore. Yeah. You also, um, it does like your, your, your spouse's family. We're talking about drama here, right? Mm-hmm. Has drama of their own. And so you do absorb more drama just by having that second family as mm-hmm. well, which we mentioned, uh, when we talked about pros, um, yeah. That is a con. You are you are kind of buying into a second set of dramas. And like combining 
dramas in certain ways too. Like if you're not having the big wedding, you don't have to worry about how the different people in your life play together. But by having the big wedding, you're like literally putting potentially opposing, like, like people that you know are going to be in like opposing camps. You're merging them into a family with each other that they didn't choose to be merged into. Oh yeah. There, we haven't done our seating chart yet, but there are certain people, they're going to have little, we can actually give them literal red flags if we yeah. want. You cannot go next to this other person because there will be an actual brawl. Yep. We'll be on the news for our wedding because somebody died, you yeah. know, like if we, if we seat them together. So, and you got, you do have to think about that because there are those family dramas. Your, your relationship also, I think when you become married, the marriage act, the, the engagement act in itself causes your relationship to go under a microscope mm-hmm. from family members, which is not always a bad thing necessarily. Um, you know, cause if there's some like things that you haven't worked out that maybe you should prior to the wedding, mm-hmm. like that, that could be beneficial, but well, usually it doesn't need to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I almost would argue the opposite though. Really? To some extent, maybe not like, I mean, it is under a microscope, but I think that the flip side of that, which also was kind of a con is that people might not say all the things either. Like friends might not be like, mm, like, I don't know, like that's kind of a weird thing your your boyfriend did or I don't know if I like him because once mm. you're engaged, it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to say anything because like you've already like made that decision. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, I, okay. Yeah, well, I guess that's true that, um, well, that's, that's a reason to not get married then because you might get the truth. Well, I'm thinking more of the- No, the- don't you want the truth? Do you want people's opinions? We just said we don't want their opinions. Okay, I don't want everyone's opinion on like all the like little things. Yeah. But like, yeah, if like my friends don't like the person I'm dating, I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm getting about with the microscope thing is like with an interfaith thing, for example, mm. like a conversation might come up like, well, if you guys have kids, are they going to be raised Jewish or Catholic? That oh, kind of yeah. stuff. Like those things, uh, you don't really, you, you like you don't have as many people analyzing those things till they're, they're forced to think about the two of you together forever, you know, yeah. and you get some of those things and it can be annoying because guess what? Those come with opinions. It is true. There's opinions. There's assumptions. There's opinions. There's a there's lot assumptions. of assumptions once you get engaged and like, Oh, you're like going to you take having, the last name and all this. Yeah. Like yes. you start having, like, I feel like I've had to do a whole lot of explaining since getting engaged about things that like, otherwise like no one cared about my opinions on. Yeah. Like, Sure. Including taking last names. Yeah, exactly. Like the concept of children and like when and whatever. Like it's like all of a sudden people just assume, oh, well, you're getting married in your 30s. So like obviously like you're going to pop out a child soon. Like mm-hmm. we were at um, a baby shower not that long ago and like literally someone came up to me and was like, oh, like taking notes because, you know, like won't be too long for you. And I'm like, I don't need to explain to you that you're wrong because like it's not a necessary conversation, but I left feeling like really weird. I'm like, you're making so many assumptions about me as like a 30 year old woman because I'm getting married and, and like, they, uh, they don't, and, and they, I would imagine they don't mean to make you feel this way, but it, but it does. Yeah, it does. You and it doesn't happen. Well, it happened. No, no, no. It happens to me uh, as well. I think it happens to guys too. Cause like, oh, I wasn't going to say it doesn't happen to guys. Oh, okay. I was going to say it still can happen if you're not married. Cause then it might be like more of the question of like, well, aren't you ever going to get married? You're not getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the last point that I wanted to bring up as a kind of getting married, we've kind of touched on it a little bit. Your relationship is in less of a pressure cooker mm-hmm. when you're married. 
And whereas earlier, um, or th- sorry, when you're not married, right, right. unless they're a pressure cooker. Whereas earlier we said it was a pro that when you're married, it's harder to get out. You might force yourself to to stay together um, and find creative ways that are mm-hmm. successful. If you're in a, if you can be in a long term unmarried relationship and go the distance, every single day you're choosing to be together because it is, yeah, it is your choice, and not because you have to. And in so some regards, that can lead to a stronger relationship because you have that freedom. Yeah, it's in, it's an interesting point, right? Like, which is which is better? Which is basically set you up to have a healthier relationship? Like, right? That's sort of what we're talking about now. Yeah. Like, is it healthier to not have that easy out and to like kind of have to work through like when the going gets tough, or yeah. is it healthier to be like, well, there is nothing like externally keeping me here. So internally I'm making this, this choice every day. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it, it probably lies somewhere in the middle. Like I think marriage makes sense for us. Sure. I really hope that you think so too, because like, you know, we've kind of committed to that whole thing. And now we have a podcast brand around it. So it's also going to be really awkward if we decide to call it off. Divorced. On the mic. No, I or mean, with the mic. What? No, no. If we're calling it off, we're just not getting married. We're oh, just okay. choosing to be dating on mics. <laughs> dating on mics. No. Cohabitating. With mics. Yeah. Um, with mics. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it goes with ways. But I, I, I do think as much as we're saying, like, the pros here are like, okay, yeah, get married, whatever. That's not a blanket statement for everyone either. Like, and I do feel bad for people or I, I don't know. I feel bad for relationships where like, you feel like you have to get married in order to like live up to someone else's standard to be or in like the family photo. Yeah. Or like or little things like that to be a successful 30 year old or like right. to, and I don't think that that's true Yeah, because marriage is hard and it's a lot mm-hmm. of work and it like, yeah, you can get those financial or legal or whatever benefits from it, but you're also like putting into those things like it's a big undertaking and it's probably not for everyone and not for every relationship and it like I don't I don't like that it like feels like it's this like gold standard of like oh by the time I'm 30 I want to like get married and have a house and a dog and a white picket fence I think that'll phase out a little bit as we continue to get older I don't know if that'll be the same for the for generations that come after us no I don't either I don't know but that's when like those relationships make me sad and I'm like did you just get married because you felt like you had to or did you get married because you feel like this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with right and I've seen both happen with even people in my life without getting married you have the freedom I know for me based on how I am with other tasks like when I'm putting together a piece of furniture that is really difficult uh, <laughs> and I feel like I, I know sometimes She's I good, perform I'm being compared to a piece of furniture. uh-huh very often the furniture uh is related to you in some capacity um you know for you or something yeah, yeah. for us I guess I should say we live together um I know sometimes I perform the best when I have to yeah and when I don't I know I give up sometimes there's a lot of projects I've started and then stopped because I was like, eh, this, this is hard. Mm-hmm. But when you're stuck there and you have to do it, and then I'm glad that I did. Yeah. So I guess what I'm asking you at this point is, will you still marry me? I will still marry you. Great. And I will still have the big expensive wedding because we have been asking if we should get eloped every day for a while. Yeah, we have money down. That's the problem. Yeah. We have invites out at this point, so it's also going to be real awkward to pull it back. Did we send invites to ourselves? No. We don't have to RSVP. <laughs> what, we're not going to show up? 
Wouldn't that Has be that funny? Has that ever happened? Like, <laughs> there's the whole thing of like being left at the altar, but like everybody's left there. But like at your altar, yeah. If like the coupled, it's actually, a little bit kind Jim, of in the Jim office. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking, thinking uh, that, yeah. but we're not getting married in Niagara Falls. No, no, it's no, no, wet. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Wet, they wet, were wet. so wet. So wet. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> All right. On the next episode, we're going to talk about the struggle of merging cultures in a wedding ceremony. You're Jewish. I yep. grew up Catholic. There's a lot that goes with both of those things. And it is it is has proven to not be easy to navigate those things. And a lot of couples go through stuff like this. Yeah. Whether I think you're having an interfaith wedding or you just grew up on opposite sides of the country. I don't know. There's a... There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack and a lot of feelings involved. There's there's a lot of drama with it. Uh, Next week (laughs) on Married with Mikes, hopefully you join us. And if you haven't subscribed, please do. 